Welcome to Torah from Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, Minnesota. Here is the place to hear much of the great sermons, teachings, and speakers happening each week at our synagogue. Whether you are able to make it in person or not, each week you will find new Jewish content to inspire, motivate, and bring meaning to you wherever you find yourself. I hope you enjoy the teaching and feel free to contact us anytime about it by calling us at 651-252-6411 or emailing us at Rabbi Marcus Rubenstein at templeofaron.org. Enjoy and we hope to see you soon. You may be seated. Shabbat shalom, everybody. So I have a new hobby. I put it on Facebook. I watched the Daytona 500 last week, and it was excellent. I kind of put it on just as a joke because my parents live in, in Daytona Beach uh, during, well, at this time, right, uh, Minnesota during the summer. And so they live about like a half hour from the track. And so I said, ah, I'm going to watch it. It's near, and I, and I, and I, I enjoyed it so much. I loved the cars. I loved uh, them going very quickly. I liked the strategy. I liked the drivers. I, I liked the whole thing. Uh, it was really, it was really excellent and surprising to me because it's uh, something that when I grew up in Long Island, New York, uh, it was constantly made fun of. Uh, you know, all the left turn jokes, and you know, you, you've heard them all. Um, and 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 I, I, of course, told Rabbi Rachel that uh, I like NASCAR, and of course, uh, she had a frown on her face. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Not because, well, it's because it's NASCAR, but, um, but because really um, I, I, she calls me a hobby person. I'm a hobby person. I like doing a lot of things outside of work, and not that I'm not committed to what I do, of course, but I also like, I have like a lot of interests. So, uh, for example, the Minnesota United season st starting uh, tonight, I'm a huge soccer fan. I, I watch every game. I love it. Uh, I love music. I'm constantly going to see live music and playing live music. As many of you know, I love exercising, although, you know, I haven't been doing enough, of course, uh, but uh, I love exercising. I'm going on hikes. I, I love ice skating. I love all of these different things. I even read comic books. I like it all, okay? I have a lot of hobbies. And, and Rachel always makes fun of me about this. She says, what, go do what you need to be doing. What, why, are you, why are you doing all these different things? And I said, I, I just can't help myself. Um, and, and, and I always thought it was sort of like a, a defect of my personality in some ways. Like, you know, I wish I could be more committed and, and satiated with just doing what I needed to do in the world. Like, why do I need to, like, do all this extra stuff? And what's funny is it, when, you, when you look at the rabbis and what they have to say about this, um, it seems like they're very much again, like about like cutting all the fat out of your life. Like anything that's not intended towards God or doing a mitzvah, cut it out. You don't need it. It's distracting. It takes you away from serving God. And I'm a, I'm a person who really is spiritually oriented. I feel like if I, you know, the central thing in my life is, is to be a servant of God. Like that is the, the number one thing. Like if I... I think if I went through my life and I didn't connect to God in my lifetime and I didn't live my life as a servant of God, it would be like the hardest thing and the hardest reality to ever hit me. So I, I've been through a lot of times in my life where I've cut various things out of my life. I said I know I've, I've had a period in my life where I said I no longer could play trumpet anymore because that was distracting me from learning Torah. I've had parts of my life uh, where I said I couldn't read books that were not Jewish books. I've gotten into all of it, my friends, because, well, why not, right? Maybe it'll work, right? And if it really is a waste of time, then why engage with it, right? Why waste your time? I would, we only have a limited time in this world. Why waste it? So it kind of made sense to me. 
But of course, what happened to me? I became depressed. I became lonely. I became what I felt like cut off from the rest of the world around me. And I inevitably went back to my hobbies. I inevitably went back to my music and my sports, my NASCAR, if you can consider it a sport, um, you know, and, and all of the different things that I love. And I kind of sat in sadness. Like, why can't I be better? Why can't I be more committed to Torah? Why can't I be more committed to God? Because I, I really believe, like, that's what Judaism asked of you. But this Parsha this week, it actually really did change my mind. The Parsha begins with this idea that everyone should um, take for themselves a teruma, an offering that they own, and bring it to the sanctuary and give it to God in order to build the place in which God is dwelling in. And when I first read this comment, I said, oh, another thing that Judaism is asking me to give up. I mean, I gave up bacon cheeseburgers. I gave up chicken parmesan. Like, now you want me to do something else? Is Judaism all about just cutting off the good things of my life, the things that I enjoy? I mean, enough of this, right? I mean, it, it, is, it, is Judaism there to make me sad, right? And not to be engaged in the pleasures of life? I don't think so. But yet, God keeps asking me to give things that I own and give them to God. I don't understand. But this particular verse, when I was able to study the commentators and what the rabbis had to say about this verse, it opened up a whole other world of meaning and was able to solve my spiritual problem and maybe yours as well. You see, Rashi on this verse changed my life with two words. He said, Li means Shmi. Okay, I'll explain this to you. Right? The verse says, Vaikhu Li Truma, which usually is translated as acquire for me your things, right? Which usually is understood in a literal sense as, well, I'm going to give something to God and it's no longer going to be mine anymore. I'm not going to be in touch with it anymore. And Rashi asks the, says the simple thing. How, why does God, God doesn't need anything. Why are you giving things to God? God's immaterial, right? God is beyond the physical. So why are you giving things to God? Like God doesn't need anything. That can't possibly mean that God now owns something or you give it to God. Right? So what did Rashi say and how did Rashi solve this problem? He said, Li Shmi. What it means by Li, which usually means to me, literally means to my name, in my name, for my kavod, for my purpose. Right? Because God doesn't have any need of physical possessions. So why are you giving something to God? God doesn't need it. So what is Rashi actually saying here? He said, he's saying, take what you have and keep it. But do it with the right purpose. Do it for me. Do it in order to experience my kavod and my glory in the world. And that opened up a whole new level of meaning for me. Because when I started thinking about, about all my different hobbies and all the things that I love to do, I'm not, I don't do them because they're banal and they're unmeaningful. I do them because they're meaningful, right? The reason I watch soccer, because it is, literally looks like poetry in movement, okay? It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in the world. It reminds me of God, okay? The way these athletes are able to train and bring themselves to the best of condition and use their mind and hearts and bodies to compete at the highest levels. And 
the, just to watch them do that is the most meaningful thing, that, one of the most meaningful things I've seen. And it literally reminds me of that point of the transcendent God in that moment. Now, do I think about God in that moment? Of course not. I'm watching, you know, Leeds versus Arsenal or something like that, right? And I'm thinking about all the players and everything like that. But what I'm feeling at that point, I think what's actually happening, if I'm going to actually analyze it correctly, is that I'm experiencing God at that moment. I'm seeing and recognizing as a human being that there's something transcendent happening at this moment. There's something beautiful. There's something transcendent. And what that is, is I think that's what Rashi means here by Li Shmi, right? Don't give away soccer. Don't say you're never going to watch soccer again, but find the transcendent in soccer. And I argue that's why we do everything that we do that we really enjoy, right? Why does, why does Ken go to his uh, Minnesota University basketball games? Not because they're good, obviously, right? Sorry, Ken. You would agree with me, though. Um, but because he loves to see these players try their hardest, and he loves to see the coach try to bring the team together and, and, and create a strategy that's going to win and deal with adversity and overcome it, right? Of course, that's fun to watch, right? But I think the fun comes from something truly transcendent, that you learn something, that you grow with something, that you feel eternal values are present at this very moment. That's what, that's what brings you to something. That's what you're truly enjoying at the moment that you really like something. You might think you like something, well, I like something because I like ice skating. No. What does it do? It, it, it brings me a source of transcendence. There's a moment of connection with what's truly holy and beyond all boundaries. And that's why we pursue it. And I think for me, that's why I pursue all of my hobbies that I do. is because I sense something transcendent in it. And if we really teach our children that God is here, there, and everywhere, then we better act it. We need to stop telling our children, God's not found here. God's not found there. God, cut it out. Stop doing that. But instead, tell our children, how can you find God in what you love? Because you know what? You're probably already finding God. You just don't even recognize it. Because that's what it is. My thesis is that when we love something, when we appreciate it, when we enjoy something, what's really happening is we're making contact with God. When we enjoy something on a really deep level, when we take that drink of the Napa Valley wine, that really nice label or that nice scotch, we're really making contact with something that's actually transcendent, right? Because God is found in the scotch, and God is found in the wine, and God is found in NASCAR, and God is found in all these things because that's what we say. That's what we say when we say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad, Right? But the point of what it is, is to recognize as a human being that God is found in that moment. That what I really love is not NASCAR. What I really love isn't wine or scotch or whatever it is. What I really love is God. What I really love is the feeling of connecting to what is transcendent. Right? I'm not playing trumpet in order to become a better trumpet player. I'm not playing trumpet in order to show off. I'm playing trumpet because there are moments when I play it where I feel like I've really gone beyond my own self, where I've connected with something that's truly eternal, right? And I think that's true for each and every single one of us. That's why when someone says to me, I don't believe in God, I usually say, I don't believe you, right? You might say that, but I think that you are in relationship with God. You just don't call it God, okay? You don't define it like that, okay? Because that's what it is to be a human being in this world. So, maybe I go back to NASCAR. 
And I think I can be a hobby person. And I think the reason I'm a hobby person is because I really do believe that God is found everywhere. God is not just found in the shul. God is not just found in the prayer book. God is not just found in the Talmud. God is not just found in tzedakah or what have you. But God is found in all things. Now, before I end my words from today, I want to give an important caveat. Sometimes there are things in our lives that truly we are not capable of finding and recognizing God in that place. Not because God's not there, but because for some reason I can't be in relationship with God with that thing. Okay, and what I'm referring to is maybe something like the way an alcoholic might look at alcohol. Right, an alcoholic shouldn't say, well, God's present in that wine. Why, you know, I can find God in that wine, so maybe I should drink. God forbid, right? There are certain things that are off limits for us in which we can't, even though God is present in those things, because God's present in everything, we can't be in relationship with it. We each have those things. And there are things in this world that we have to say, enough. But they are very few things. Most things in our lives, we can find God's presence in them. And I ask you, and I push you, and I say that the central task of Judaism is to find God, is to find transcendence in those, those things. Not to separate from the physical realities of this world and be distracted by them, but rather through those physical things, we can find God and transcendence within them. Lee Shmi. Thank you, everybody.